0: <laughs> Hi, this is Pamela Adlon and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andrash Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. Here in the studio turn to do questions to songs which we randomly select with our friends singing the city. radio
1: 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here at The Record Company in Boston, Massachusetts, on September 23rd, 2018, with our musical guest, Katie Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Katie.
2: Thank you so much. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, I'll clue you and the listeners into where we're at here. So we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. We put these out as daily podcasts. And we had to take a couple months off just to catch our breath and get a little bit ahead of the schedule so that we can be a little bit more conscious about making these. And we're actually in the middle of that hiatus now. And that's the idea. I want to record a whole bunch of shows so I can get a little bit ahead of myself before we start up. And this will be coming out in mid-November. And we are recording here in Boston because Boston is, uh, is the town where my, fam- where my mom lives. And so I have a place to stay here and I have a lot of friends here. And I know a lot of great musicians here. And so I decided, well, why don't we do a, ses- a series of sessions here in Boston? And you came to this show, Katie, quite synchronistically. Um, let's see, how did it all happen Someone reckon, recommended me to Aubrey Haddard. Mm-hmm. And she thought she could do the show, and then it turned out she couldn't. And then she recommended you pretty close to like just a few days ago. Yeah. And you've had an incredibly busy weekend, and against all good sense, you decided to come you you gave us four hours of your time to come into the show and do this Radio 8 Ball show. So I really, really appreciate it, Katie.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: And I'm a I'm a big believer in synchronistic booking. And so I uh, So I'm pretty sure you're the perfect guest, probably better than all the ones that I, you know, I scheduled and had plans for. We're meeting each other now and we're going to get to know each other through this process. So I'm really excited about it. Awesome. And um, so we have a list of songs. You have a list of songs, eight songs that are going to be used as the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. We're going to be choosing those by spinning the wheel of eight, picking a Radio 8 card or flipping the Radio 8 coin. And would you mind uh, just playing, you know, just noodling on some music while I read the songs. For sure. Song number one. Honey, I do. Song number two. Vows. Song number three. Wild things. Song number four. Roll with me. Song number five. I was wondering. Song number six. Mystic. Song number seven, Dit. And song number eight, God Knows. And those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And we're going to be joined by several of your friends and compatriots here in the studio at uh, the record company. Asking their questions to the pop oracle. And the last question of the show, as always, comes from you, the guest. It's gonna be asked by the last song left on the board. For those of you, the paper fetishists who tune in. That's your moment of glory. And that's gonna be opened at the end of the show. And now we get to my question. And we always start off with my question, and I haven't asked one for a while, so I have a whole I have a whole backlog of questions built up. And this one, maybe You might, I don't know, maybe you'll relate, maybe you won't. I don't know. So I'm a songwriter as well. And I, so I recently had an experience, I don't know about you, but a lot of times now when I write a song, I only write a song because I need to write a song. I'm not out there performing. I don't feel like I have to fill up albums. I have plenty of records out there that people haven't heard yet. It's not like there's a need for a new Andras Jones song unless Andras Jones Needs a one, and then I have to. Then it's just like I gotta write it. And a lot of times, that's because something happens that I don't. I don't know how to integrate into my life, and I need to somehow something happens in my life that feels ugly, and I have to. I've had to find some way to make it beautiful, and contextualize it in a way that reempowers me in a situation where maybe I feel unempowered, or I don't know how to respond, or I didn't respond the way, or I don't have the opportunity to respond to it. Uh, whether it's a global situation or a personal situation, and so I won't go into all the details. But recently, I wrote a song, and I'm. It really. It did a really good job for me. It helped me a lot in the process of writing it, and I went and demoed it. And there's. I'm thinking of actually recording it and making it into a real track, a real, it's a real song, um, like a recording of it, and. This is where my question comes in. The song is one that I know what it means, but I am a little bit afraid that it could be misinterpreted and taken on by people who I don't agree with. The song is about feeling disposable as a person, like, feel like you're in a situation where someone's just like, oh, you're blocked, I don't like you anymore, or whatever. And particularly... And as a guy, I wrote. It's called the song's called "Disposable, Comma Man." Like you're disposable, man. Like like your friend is telling you, like, dude, just deal with it. You know, you're not, you are not, so precious that you can't be thrown away. And so, I have this. So I like this song called "Disposable Man." But I also, but then I looked up online that phrase. I feel like I'd heard that phrase, and I and it feels like, and someone was right. Don't stop saying the word "disposable man" because. I don't know, because it gets used by the, you know, sort of the worst parts of the men's rights movement. Put quotes there around that. People are on a podcast. (laughs) You couldn't see that. Um, So, and there's this thing. And then this is a question that I, that, I think maybe all artists ask themselves. I know that what I'm writing is coming from a good place. And I know that it's a healing thing. And I don't believe that there's such a thing as bad art. I think that if you write it, if you're inspired by it, and it's, you should be able to put it out there. But then there's the worry that it could be taken on by people who you don't agree with. Like uh, Tim Robbins, did you ever see the film Bob Roberts? It's a great film where he plays a, a right-wing folk singer who is running for office. And it's very Trumpy, you know. And he wrote all these folk song, these conservative folk songs, that he would play, that he played in the movie. But he refused to put out the soundtrack album because he was afraid that actual conservatives would take them on. Hmm. So in that case, he made the decision. But he's doing something as a parody. He was doing something as a parody. This is not. This is a very. This is a personal thing. I, I stop contextualizing, Andras. <laughs> Get to the question. The question is. Personally, for me, should I continue the artistic process with this song and let the chips fall where they may? Or should I pre-censor that and maybe just have it be a song for me, but not have it be a song that the world gets to hear? And now, to engage the pop oracle, I'm going to spin The Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 we love A. And that's song number six, Mystic. Ooh, I like the title. But what do you want to tell us about the song?
2: Well, it was just funny because I, ooh, goodness. When you were talking, I was like, ooh, I hope it's Mystic.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it.
2: I don't know that I have a good reason, but I'm feeling optimistic about this whole mystical process. Um, yeah. Do you want me to talk about it? or we'll play, it. play it. We'll play talk it? about it after. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. This is mystic.
0: of context am I wrong am I wrong does my body break the law and did I teach you did I tease you did I please Is it God that we found in our temples on the ground? Did I love you? Did I love you? Did I love you? Did I? Love you? Did I-
1: And that was Mystic, the answer to my question. Should I go forward with the, with the artistic process of recording this song called Disposable Man or Disposable Comma Man? It's very important, that comma. I've never written a song where a comma was so important to understanding the meaning of the song. But anyway, uh, should I pursue that song or should I just uh, keep it to myself? And I got to say, that song was so moving... It really hit me, yeah, beautiful song Thank really you. beautiful song it's the thing about this I've been doing this thing this show for twenty years, and I'll tell you it's just it's amazing when you personalize a song that way and you listen to it and mm. selfishly it digs so much deeper. I'd mm. like to think that I would be as open to it if you just sat here and played it for me, but listening selfishly like that it just totally overtook me. It was a very emotional experience hmm. for me. So can you tell us a little bit about the song? Where does it come from? And why did you think it would be a great answer to that?
2: <laughs> Man, well... Yeah, so it's a, I think it's maybe my most recent song. Um, I mean, it's like, ooh, how do I articulate it? It's like there's a couple different narratives kind of weaving through. I think there's like these two kind of primary ones for me. Um, The first, I guess, and what the the opening line comes from and the the song title um, is just the idea of, I think a lot of people around me and myself um, definitely included, you know, always kind of wanting to get closer to the truth, like whatever that truth is. And, um, you know, whether it's, you know, in in any area of life, like wanting to always like get closer to the center and um, closer to the mark and always kind of wondering like with every step forward like am I getting closer to that or am I like completely lost um so that idea I I have a lot of people in my life who are um kind of finding great joy and freedom in the identity of kind of like being a mystic um and it's something I just hear a lot of like oh I feel like I'm like kind of a mystic and just the I guess the dichotomy of like does that mean you're actually, like in whatever phase you're in, are you actually like, does being a mystic mean like you're closer to the truth or are you actually, I chose the phrase a missing person, but I meant like, am I completely off base or am I getting closer to what I'm looking for? Um, so that's kind of one narrative I and um maybe all over the place, but then the other is kind of. Each verse is kind of inspired by just the idea or like the experience of being a a woman and and also kind of... um a lot of the work that I do when I'm not playing music is um, working in communities of color and working around issues of of race and justice. And so I tried to kind of weave in a narrative of that is not my, both a narrative that is my own experience of being a a white woman and then trying to kind of think about the experience of being a woman of color, which is not my Native experience um, and kind of like what those two different experiences have in common and then also where they diverge um, in issues of kind of oppression inequality and, and so i don't know if all of that is evident from <laughs> did you get all of that from those uh three minutes i played but you know that's kind of what it, what went into it for me why i was hoping that we would choose this song is i'm trying to think of like what was your question i think i think art should always continue to be made um and i think like I just had the opportunity to share right in this moment what that song, where that song came from. But, you know, you're gonna, you just had an experience, like you just said of getting to listen to it and shaping it in the way that, you know, was meaningful to you. And as someone else is going to listen and it's going to mean something completely different. And I think like, I don't know, like, I don't really want to start policing. Like, what we're creating because someone who is, I guess, to go back to that like way off base, like a missing person is going to potentially like interpret it in a problematic way. But it's like, it is, art exists for the people both who created it and who get to experience it and, um, you know, have it mean something to them. So, I don't know. I mean, Tim Robbins, like... I I see why he did that, but I think, like, you're creating something beautiful that's, like, not coming from a bad place. So if someone wants to co-opt it, then, like, that's a problem that (laughs) is beyond your art, you know? you know,
1: as I'm thinking about it, what I'm realizing is that I am speaking of listening selfishly, Mm -hmm. talking selfish, being selfish about it, which I encourage people to approach this format selfishly. That's oh yeah. That's how sure. this works.
2: I mean, don't we like mostly always do that when we listen yeah. to anything? We're like, yeah. oh, that's about
1: mm-hmm. me. <laughs> um, and honestly, my big, I wish that my biggest fear was that some person I didn't agree with would take this on. Mm-hmm. I think my greater fear is that people who I do agree with, particularly women, who I want to be, to you know, to feel. Have, feel kinship with me and feel kinship with them and know that we're on each other's side. Mm. We'll listen to this and think, oh, hmm. screw him. Like, you know, disposable man, fuck you. Hmm. Um, I don't want to hear your griping about how hard it is to be a man, hmm. which is va- totally valid. I don't know if I'd want to hear it, except that, the f- that it's more about the experience of being a human.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Um, so, and going to, just going to the lyrics of the song, I mean, every one of these lines just was a bullseye. Hmm. Just nailed it. Like, am I a mystic or am I, like, missing person to me is like being disposable. Mm. Is a disposable? You know, am I, hmm. am I, a, am I a mystic? Am I channeling the universe or hmm. am I just a disposable refuse of humanity? Um, am I a conscience or a consequence of context? Am I speaking my about conscience and speaking of a solidarity with people who feel unvalued in the situation. Or am I just or is the the context gonna rule the meaning of this in a way that I can't have any control over and I am a small you know, it's like mm. am I telling all it keeps coming, is it the big thing or is it the small is it the big ego or the small ego mm. kind of am I a sister? That's really like let's I was raised in a feminist household. <laughs> like, one of my greatest problems that I've gotten into with my feminist f- women friends is by claiming kinship with them. When mm. I like nothing, I find that nothing pisses off a feminist more than a man t- saying that he's a feminist as well.
2: Not always, not always. I mean, I think it's better than saying you're not a feminist. Definitely,
1: (laughs) Um, definitely, definitely. But I, you know, I even had a situation recently on the show where we did a tribute to Joni Mitchell. And -hmm. the reason we did a tribute to Joni Mitchell was because a couple of women told me, how how come no one ever tributes Joni Mitchell? Everyone's tributing all these other people. No one tributes Joni Mitchell. Mm -hmm. So I did a tribute to Joni Mitchell and through the course of it both of these women got really, really mad at me in ways I didn't really understand because I was like—but they. it's sort of like sometimes claiming kinship only makes you a target for the feelings that are Mm. built up. And I even had a situation on the show where, like, one of the women who was instrumental in this, who I think is great, was was saying, you know, are there any women of power that you don't have a problem with? And I'm like, it's sort of like, I don't even— even know how to answer that question mm-hmm. like i'll start with my mother and every powerful one i don't even i don't even know where to start mm-hmm. which first of all which women aren't powerful <laughs> would be the first one like not everyone can be joni mitchell anyway whoo <laughs> Let me dial this back because this is what's coming out of this is what i was coming out of when i'm looking at the song with that feeling of like i want to i want people to hear these songs that i the song as a feminist song about being a man but no one could that's such a level of complexity that, you know, I'd have to write copious liner notes on the air because no one ever buys records anymore. It's just on an MP3. Um, and then bring it back to, am I a mystic or am I a missing person? I like, I love, I do that a lot too, where I'll bring the first verse around to the end. Cause I feel like once you've gone all the way, mm-hmm. the context changes and you hear it and it almost feels like it's a whole new verse. Yeah. And yeah. And it, and so my answer I think the real answer is that this is your new song <laughs> and that you played it and it really, really moved me. And I do, I, I'm a big believer in the new songs are the best songs. That the the song, I know how I feel when I'm playing a new song. It's, I, it my skin is electric with it. And when I know a song, it's great, but it's a different thing. Mm. So I think I am gonna, I think I'm, well, I'm gonna, listen to this many times and I'll probably have many different answers every every different day that I listen to it. But today I'm going to say that life is complex. Being an artist is complicated and I'm going to just keep going forward. I'm going to trust, even if you are a missing person, why not act as if you're a mystic? Hmm. Because... It's like, uh, I think maybe it was Alan Watts or someone used to say that there's winners, like there's winners stories. And like a, a loser story is that there's a conspiracy against me. The winner story is that there's, uh, that the universe is conspiring to shower me with blessings. They could be, they, it's the same thing, but it's a story you tell yourself. So uh, for now, I'm going to tell myself the story that I'm a mystic and that this song is a healing thing for other people as well as for me. And... You know, the wonderful thing about a song that people don't like is they don't have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is so that is true. <laughs>
1: well, I feel like we dipped our toe into the mystic here, yeah. and the synchronicity is flowing, and I'm so excited to be here to hear more of your music.
2: Thank you. This, yeah, this is going to
1: fun. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball.